Let's talk about Yorkshire's new head cricket coach. Let's also discuss the passing of the legendary Tuskegee Airman, Charles McGee. What about remembering Muhammad Ali on his birthday? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. Don't count the days. Make the days count. Muhammad Ali. So, this is episode 88. Still here sparking debate. So, we've just had a Martin Luther King Jr. Day on the 18th. Just gone. And also, on the 17th, we had Muhammad Ali's birthday. You know, he was born in 1942. And, yeah, he, he, he is just one of those icons that, um, yeah, you, you just can't forget. He's an unforgettable character. I don't think anybody will um, surpass what he's, the impact he had on the world you know, from all the things he's done. But, yeah, definitely one of our legends that we should not forget. Many examples of um, what to do and how to do things in his lifetime. So, yeah, happy birthday to Muhammad Ali. So, Ronnie Spector, a leading singer from the 60s group, The Ronettes, has sadly passed away. She rose to fame... With hits like uh, "Be Be My Baby," "Baby I Love You," and "Walking in the Rain," so yeah, she's sadly passed. I didn't know too much about her music, to be fair, but once I heard her music, because I went back and listened to it, and then I saw her image and whatnot, I could see how much she had influenced other artists, you know, in in the years after her. So yeah, very um, influential group and inf- influential singer so she um 1943 she was born in 1943 in manhattan and her real name uh, veronica yvette bennett and she you know she rose to fame at just 18 years old you know performing with her older sisters and her cousins but like i said what was really distinctive was about her look like she had the beehive hair style um lots of mascara you know, shaped around the eyes and stuff like that. So soon as soon as I saw her and heard her, recognised the music, obviously, because they are some classic songs that you, you definitely would have heard. And but like I said, the, the the image reminded me of Amy Winehouse. It just let me know, yeah, Amy Winehouse was definitely influenced by 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 this group, um, style and sound wise. Yeah, so. Ronnie Spector had an interesting and infamous relationship with an infamous record producer, Phil Spector, who was um, really violent, really abusive. And in 1972, she escaped from the house barefoot. And um, and Phil Spector also, he, he died in prison um, in 2001 yeah. while serving, a, while serving a, a sentence for murder. So, yeah. So I've got no doubt there'll be, if they haven't already done films about it, that, that sounds like a film in itself. So yeah, so thoughts and prayers get to Ronnie Spector's family. So also, sadly, we lost Charles McGee, uh, one of the Tuskegee, 
Tuskegee Airmen, uh, made famous in the Red Tails movie, which was about the pilots, the, the black pilots who, you know, had to fight to actually be allowed to fly in the war. And once they were allowed to fly in the war, they showed their, their worth, they showed their metal, and um, it opened the floodgates for black people to be able to fly and, and you know, fly planes in the war. At that time, it's, it might sound crazy, but black people were not seen to be intelligent enough to be able to fly the planes in the way they needed them to be fly. It's just bizarre, but yeah. This is what happened. But, yeah, like I said, Charles uh, McGee died um, age 102. Um, he was a highly decorated pilot, you know, as I said, battled racism, segregation in the military, and um, was also a member of the first all-black mili- all, all black aviation unit. He flew more than 400 missions during his two-decade career. Um, served in World War Two as well as Vietnam and, and Korea conflicts as well. So, you know, he, he really done his thing and, you know, made history in, in multiple ways and saved a lot of lives, you know, and, and, and gave to his country and supported his team, etc. And, you know, what was really nice to, to hear is that on his 100th birthday, um, he did what he loved most, and that was piloting a jet at 100 years old. You know, yeah, powerful. So again, I mean, I'm sure you know that this this is the stuff movies have been made. Movies are made of, you know, um, and yeah, I mean, obviously there's a movie about him already. I think Cooper Gooding Jr. is in that movie. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, now thoughts and prayers go out to to his family. But yeah, he goes down in history for sure as well, veteran. So another historic thing, on a lighter note, um, former DJ Benjamin Alexander is to become the first Jamaican uh, skier to represent in the Winter Olympics. The, the yeah, the Winter Olympics coming up. So and he, the, the crazy thing about him is, and as well, this this even sounds like it could be made into a movie as well. In the same way, Cool Runnings was made into a movie. Um, he, he took up the sport in 2016, um, doesn't have a full-time coach, and, yeah, he, he just managed to qualify for the Beijing um, after finishing seventh in the Giants um, slalom um, at Cape Verde National Ski uh, Championships on January the 12th. So, yeah, and now all of a sudden he's, he's in the Olympics, he's an Olympian, you know. I was watching the interview on him, he, you know, he's, he's not... You know, speaking like he's gonna change the world and you know win a gold, but the fact that he's there, you know, he went from you know not being a skier, not growing around, growing up around anything like skiing, to to being part of the Olympics, and it just shows that anybody can, um, especially if you got youth on your side, you could be an Olympian if you put your mind to it and decided that's what you want to do. And so I always mention that to my children, you know, my youngest children that. Actually, if you take up this sport or that sport, you could potentially be in the Olympics, you know. And that's the reality because they've got age on their side. So, so yeah, hats off to him. So I'll be, I'll be watching that. And that, as I said, who knows? That might be a movie in the making. And especially if he does really well as well, you know. But, yeah, there, there is potentially something there. 
So on the sports front, continuing on the sports front, Novak Djokovic. It's been an up-down roller coaster for this 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 man in Australia. So he was dis- detained again for a second time, and then finally deported. You know, the Australian government won ultimately. Um, so yeah, he he was deported. The government labelled him as a threat to public health because he wasn't vaccinated. Um, but to be fair. And, and obviously he's missed the Australian Open, um, which started on Monday in Melbourne. But to be fair, the way, from what I've seen, you know, he did everything he was asked to do, you know, within his country, within Australia, and then made the trip. Um, but then, you know, he's, he's, he's arrived at a time of politics and, and things like that, and and... Yeah, I mean, the fact that they, they released him after detaining him and, you know, and the judge said, you know, you need to release, release this man in, in 30 minutes and they, they released him. Um, obviously, Australia dug their heels in and, and went through everything with a fine-tooth comb and it seems like because he didn't confirm one of the countries that he'd been to prior to, to coming to Australia... They used that technicality to to deport him, and now he's banned for three years, apparently. So, bit of a technicality, really. You know, I think it was just a became a fight of will, and and you know, it was Australia versus Australia, and 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 the particular president, etc. Who's you know they're up for their different elections, um, and couldn't see, be seen to lose. So. Luckily for them, they found some one mistake that he had made in his paperwork, and that was enough to clinch the deal. So, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that impacts him in the future, you know. But he's a champion anyway. I'm sure. I'm sure he won't lose too much sleep over it. I'm sure he's just happy to be back home free. So in Greece, Greece have now decided to punish unvaccinated elderly. Uh, people over 60 with monthly fines. Uh, fines are going to be up to 100 euros a month if they refuse to have their COVID jab. So I wonder, you know, I wonder if that's going to spread across Europe, that um, not the virus, the fines. So we'll have to see. But yeah, over 60s unvaccinated in Greece, they'll be paying up monthly. Not sure how, exactly how much 100 euros is. Sounds like about about 60, 60 quid, something like that. So thankfully, we haven't heard about any young people dying at the hands of young people since the year started, which is a beautiful thing, and long may that last. Long may that last. Welcome to Pablo's Podcast. Join me on a weekly basis with social commentary on current affairs which affect us the most. Come and muse with me. What you can expect is uplifting, positive discussions, interviews on our social, physical and cultural well-being. Voices some of the perspectives we share but maybe don't vocalise enough. I'll be going through my bucket list of interviewees over the coming weeks. We're guaranteed to get an honest, authentic perspective and insight into what's going on now. If you like what you hear, please click the subscribe button. Please share on your social media apps and please leave a review. 
look forward to spending some time with you over these coming weeks. Thanks for joining me. Take care. Philip Normal, he was the ex, he is the ex mayor, and he has resigned due to um, racism, racist tweets from the past. Um, he was the Labour, Labour councillor in Oval, actually in South London, but he had sent out texts in the past which have been unearthed, um, uh, making statements about golly W's, you, you know the word and um, in regards to black men and fellatio. Um, and he's, you know, this Philip Norman has is, is obviously said he's profoundly sorry, you know, and, you know, even when he's reading them back, he's horrified and disappointed in himself and he understands that they're clearly offensive and discriminatory um, and speaks about them not reflecting his views and values of today. You know, uh, but what else could you say? You know, when 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 these things are unearthed. However, when you're when you're when you're typing these things and when you're saying these things, um, that is you. You know, these are the things that you're saying. You know, you you, you wasn't you wasn't drugged or um, people are not misquoting you. These are things that you said. So, so yeah, um, so rightfully so. You know, needed to resign. Right, rightful outcry by the community. Um, but yeah, he, he it just it just baffles me that that people. I mean, there's one thing. I mean, there's one thing saying stuff and and then to write it and then you know the way how he speaks about it now it's like it's totally divorced from it. It's totally alien to him. But it's 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 not. It came out of his mind. It came out of his mouth. People can change their views for sure, but. You know the facts are there. So he's a he's also a fashion designer, and um, he was uh, the Britain's first HIV positive counsellor. Also, so he's you know he was really in the limelight, and like I said, a former Labour councillor. But this is what was in his heart at one time, at least. You know, at one time at least, which is um, sickening, really. Yeah. To be fair, that's how I feel about that that sort of behaviour. But hey, this is the world we live in, somewhat, you know. But not everybody's like that. But um, but when you are like that, yeah, you you have to step down from your position, especially when you're in those public spaces as well. So in cricket, Yorkshire um, have appointed uh, former West Indies all-rounder Otis Gibbons, 52 years old, to be the head coach um, on a three-year deal. Obviously, cricket has gone through a lot in the past year in regards to racism, definitely in turmoil. So this looks like um, they're trying to turn things around and, and change things. So, yeah, congratulations to Otis Gibson. Um, don't know if he would have had the opportunity to get this role 12 months ago. Nevertheless, he's got the role now. So hopefully he can make a change um, from within. Um, and he'll, he'll be taking charge at uh, the end of February, so this is happening really soon. So yeah, so he'd be take he'd, he'd be replacing um, Andrew Gale, who was the one who was sacked in regards to Azim Rafiq over the racism scandals. So yeah, we look forward to 
seeing how he gets on and how he can influence cricket in the UK in a positive way. So Prince Andrew has will now have to face a civil his civil case in the US of his allegations. He, he lost the opportunity to to change that trajectory. Um, and this is all obviously most of us already. Well, we did, yeah, I suppose the world knows about this. This is world news. Um, you'd have to be under a rock not to know about this. But um, it's in, in regards to an assault of a woman um, when she was 17. That's what she's accusing him of. And he professes that he has never met her. But however, there's pictures everywhere with him standing beside her with his hand around her waist. So it's going to be a tricky one for him. But as a result of all that, um, the Queen has removed all of his military titles, all the royal patronages, um, they've all been returned to the Queen and they'll stop using his the title, his Royal Highness, um, in an official capacity. So, yeah, um, all changed. Bit, bit in the same way that Harry and Meghan um, can't use their HRH in that official capacity. So, so yeah, things are about to kind of unfold. So we'll definitely be um, hearing a lot about this throughout the media until the end, really. Um, but it's really sad that all of this is happening in the Queen's uh, Platinum Jubilee year. She just lost her husband, you know, everything that that's brought as well. So, you know, definitely empathy for, for a mother um, having to go through this with her child and supposedly her favourite child as well. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're going to hear a lot more about that and follow that for sure. So PC Will Scott Barrett pled guilty uh, to communicating sexually with a child. Um, and, yeah, it's just... Uh, you know, when, when I read these, these stories about police and this, this sexual stuff, um, I mean, the criminal stuff overall from police is, is bad enough, but there's just so many different sexual related issues that come in, that are coming up within the police force. Like, it's, there, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, and uh, before doing this podcast, I didn't really hear anything about this. I, I don't know if it's because, you know, I'm doing the podcast now that I'm, I'm seeing and hearing more about this stuff and it was always happening or something changed. But to me, it's just bizarre how much of it is going on and has been going on. But yeah, so PC Will Scott Barrett, he'll be appearing in court um, on the... No, sorry, he'll be sentenced on the 28th of February because he, yeah, he's, he appeared on the 17th um, and he was bailed to be sentenced, so he's already been convicted. So it'd be interesting to see what sentence he will get and, and what, what other details will come out about that case as well. Because there, there hasn't, again, there hasn't been too much that come out in regards to that. So, yeah, on the 17th we had the full moon, um, the, the wolf moon, uh, as we, we spoke about before. Um, I, but I was, I was driving and, yeah, when you, I, I was on a, like a really steep hill and was able to kind of see, see the, the full moon and, yeah, 
it, it just really looks amazing. It just, it, yeah, it just looks amazing. I, I think because it was a really clear night um, and it just pretty much just looked like a light bulb in the sky. It didn't look real. It didn't look real. It looked huge as well. You know, you can, you can be in certain places and the moon looks massive and you can be other places that looks really small. Where I was, it looked, it looked really huge. Um, but yeah, really nice to see. Really nice to see. Yeah. So, Tongo, tsunami. Um, they had an earthquake, uh, undersea earthquake actually, and it caused a tsunami. Um, Blanket in the obviously with the tsunami, the the water washed away a, a, a lot, um, a lot on these the islands around Tongo, Tongo itself, and then after that the. Island's been covered in volcanic ash as well. And, you know, obviously the, the tsunami's torn down trees, um, ripped buildings apart, things like that. Fortunately, um, you know, considering the magnitude of, of what's happened, three pe- only three people died, you know, even though, you know, three, even one death is too much, but only three people died, which is, yeah, it could have been significantly worse. Um, but, Communication has been crippled there and, and things like that. But, but yeah, um, volcanoes under the sea. I, you know, I, 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 you don't hear about that stuff a lot. I haven't heard a lot about that, that sort of scenario happening. And when, when they showed the aerial shots from space, um, yeah, it looks amazing. You know, it, it looked amazing, like, you know, something you've never seen before, but obviously it's, it's, not, it's not a joke, you know, it's not nothing to play with. And, um, and yeah really sad so my thoughts and prayers go out to the people that passed away in that scenario and I hope uh, Tongo can recover from from that sooner rather than later for sure so yeah so yeah it's been it's been a great week for me it's been a really productive week got loads done really looking forward to all that can be done this year it really it looks like from a UK perspective anyway it does look like we're moving forward, coming out of this whole lockdown, you know, release, lockdown release cycle. Um, we haven't gone into lockdown um, in j- this January and, you know, I've been watching carefully and fingers crossed that we don't go in to any kind of lockdown via over Christmas, January and February. And I kind of feel like if we can get past February, without any lockdowns or, you know, new variants or anything like that, we possibly won't be getting back into lockdown. This is my hope. This is my hope. And we can get back to planning what we're doing. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. And hopefully you can join me on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney. And you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.